Well, hello everyone. It is the October Lipedema Patient Roundtable, and we always make it a festive occasion. Now, if you are new to the roundtable, do not be put off. We will talk about serious things. But I was struck by the fact that we can talk about serious things and deal with a serious condition, but have fun in life while we're doing it. And we want this to be an hour of fun for all of you. So please let us know who's there in chat. We are going to introduce everyone. It's so good to see all of you. I have been giggling when I see everybody's costume. And we're going to do a big reveal for Pale Ginger Pear because she... I don't know. She blew it out of the park. She just knocked it out of the park this year. Carol Moody and Casey and everybody that's out there. We're so glad. Joy in Nashville, April Sluter. We are delighted to share this evening with you. I am Brenda Viola from Lymphopress. Lymphopress is the maker of the Optimal Plus. It was the first pneumatic compression pump indicated for the treatment of lipedema in the United States. And many women are experiencing amazing results using it. And it's gratifying to have a title that says lipedema patient advocate. I will fight for you. I am on your side. I mean, and I'm especially going to, cause I'm a pirate wench tonight. So nobody better mess with me, right? I'm kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Bujin, tell us about your character. Well, this goes back to 2019 and I, my sister used to make costumes for the main state theater and she gave me this hat, which is too small for my head, but it just begged for a little Mary Poppins effect, especially since I have her umbrella. I don't know if you can see. <laughs> Wait, Mary you gotta Poppins open it for us. We've gotta open, open it. And it opens upside down, which I love. Oh, that's awesome. Fab. Yeah, it is the best in a storm. But it's well, even better just because it's got the parrot. I love, love, love it. Jenny Bojean representing Cheryl Skolage's group. And she sends her love, by the way. We miss her. We do miss her. We're glad she's taking a much needed break. But lipedema and food sensitivities, Cheryl Skolage, much love to you. Much appreciation to you, Jenny Bojean. Mm -hmm. Okay. She is building off of her amazing performance at the FDRS conference. Patty Cornute, take it away, ringmaster. <laughs> yes, I have uh, fleshed out my ringmaster from the FDRS conference and went full-fledged, even with the whip. <laughs> so not my circus, not my monkeys, but your whole theme at FDRS was circus-themed. It mm -hmm. is our circus. It's our lipedema circus. We juggle our self-care items we walk a tightrope we you know we become the ringmaster of our lipedema circus and you lead many women to crack that whip and do it well and manage it effectively uh people out there are saying crack that whip patty so we have yes we appreciate you and we also love you rocking the red lipstick it's awesome mm -hmm. so linda ann con i just got to spend pretty much almost a week with you at the AVLS conference in New Orleans, but people need to read your name to know it's you because you are hiding behind. Tell us about your costume. Well, I just felt like being very, very sassy. And I guess this is the day of the dead, but Halloween and just everything all together and just, just, you know, it's lovely. It's just like you. And I know that you have a wealth of information. You presented at AVLS. There were fan people all around you. And we are so honored to have you with us every month. Linda Ann Kahn, mad props to you. Libby Butterfly, our hearts go out to you. You had a loss since we all last got together. Libby's mommy passed away. And we just want you to know that just the fact that you showed up tonight means so much to us. And I hope you feel the love and support of the entire community here. Um, and you, of course, are a butterfly. I am this year for the third year a butterfly again, <laughs> this time a swimming butterfly. Um, I just got back into town last night from um, the services for my mom. And I do appreciate the people in this community that have reached out and wrapped me in their um, loving arms and sent words of encouragement. Um, it really does mean a lot. This community is 
um, really um, the wind beneath my wings in a lot of ways, especially the ladies that are on this round table. So I want to take a moment and say I love you all so much. And I thank you all for encouraging me through this hard part in my life. We thank you for showing up, even in spite of your pain. And yet we are all surrounding you with so much love and pray, healing and comfort for you, dear Libby Butterfly. And Dr. Karen Herbst, please tell <laughs> us about your friend there. Yeah, I have my little uh, Halloween comfort cat, which I need. Mm -hmm. I'm a little burnt out from all the traveling, but <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. And you all look amazing. Yes, and you do as well. And we can't wait to hear your recap about ADLS. But can we please have a collective drum roll? Because there is a person who we have here every month with us, and she has pulled out all the stops for Halloween this year. And that is none other than our very own pale ginger pear. And I am going to wait, wait, wait. Where are you? Pale ginger pear. I'm still here. <laughs> I know. There you go. Starting video. Did I do it? Oh, I have to touch it. Hold on. Oh, it, no. it, and by the way, it's not easy for her <laughs> considering the contraption that she has arranged for tonight's round table. And I promise we're going to get into some substantive conversation, but this reveal is worth the wait, everyone. Pale ginger pear went to new length. I know she's trying. She's trying. We would have, we should have practiced this maybe beforehand. I know. I didn't think of it. I didn't. There we go. There we go. PGP, wait, back up, girl, back up. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, pale ginger pear is the lympha pants garment. I mean, how, and, and it's so, all right, how did you get it so close? I mean, it's even the right color. It's the right font. Where did you ever find this? So this is um, uh, one of the Among Us inflatable costume <laughs> and I got it off of Amazon and then my lovely lovely neighbor helped me with Cricut vinyl to get the zippers and the words <laughs> because wow. when I recreate something I am like super picky with detail so and it inflates because I had to do it that it inflates like I couldn't do it any other way <laughs> and I said to her are you able to like take it off so we can see your face and she said no <laughs> it's not graceful to get in and out of and I am like sweating to death in it so I look a mess because I've been inflated for about an hour now to make sure it got to its fullness oh my um, gosh. so no you'll just be looking at the, the lymph pants for tonight <laughs> okay so but at least you know it's how... not like last year where I had a beard <laughs> True. I mean, I thought last year when she was Dr. Jamie Schwartz that she could never top it, but I'm sorry, you have topped it. And, <laughs> you know, the other thing is you are truly a fan of the lympha pants. I am. I am. The, the original is more comfortable than this, but <laughs> yes, this is, but yeah, no, I use my all the time. And when, especially this weekend, past weekend, when I traveled to Baltimore to go down and help uh Marsha with surgery recovery and so I was traveling a ton this weekend and then had a photo shoot on Sunday and in the car again so Sunday night I climbed into my lymphopathy press and fell asleep in it actually <laughs> then woke up at one uh, point and got out you know and we love by the way hey Susie showed up but you know PGP we saw and Marsha, we saw your appreciation for PGP's friendship during your recent, you know, Patty, this is a credit in a way to you and also to the round table and the community that has been built here. Uh, and I don't want to put Marsha on the spot, but she says, Kara, I would not have made it through the weekend without you. So uh, she had a procedure, a surgical procedure. Yeah, she had a lipidema surgery. Wow. Wonderful. Well, it's true friendship. And we have lots of love here. By the way, Susie, 
better late than never and you're looking gorgeous tell us about your killer costume can't hear uh i'm a i'm 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 a dead lady <laughs> well there you go it's not as cool as pgps what the hell None of us are as cool as PGP. That's amazing. Clearly, you know, heart valves, it all goes down. Oh, and Linda, you totally, we can see you now. (laughs) So before we go any further, and thank you, everybody, for putting up with our little bit of fun and frivolity. But Linda Ann, there was something you emailed me today that you really wanted to talk about. So I'm going to give you the floor first. Okay, well, I just wanted to tell everyone that I was speaking to Susie from the uh, Solidea company, and they have a new garment that they are producing. It's called the BU garment, and it's going to have a higher compression. It's going to be above the belly button. It's going to have a thinner waist, and it's going to be opaque so that you can wear it as tights. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to wear mine to Pilates, and then they'll be in larger sizes. Mm. So I'm pretty excited. I wanted to share that with you. It's just being developed right now. She said, we I could- love being, yeah. So on the cutting edge of new developments, I love it. And we just had in chat someone who said it was their very first time here. Sue, we welcome you. So I'm always like this. I don't always dress up like a pirate wench, <laughs> but we always have great conversation and lots of fun. Lympha Press hosted a groundbreaking breakfast symposium at the AVLS conference. We built on the theme of mental health as something people aren't talking about because you can deal with the patient's lymphedema or lipedema or chronic venous insufficiency, but if you aren't factoring in the mental challenges, the depression, the sorrow even, and the frustration. You're not really dealing with the whole person. And Dr. Herbst wrote a groundbreaking paper, which I will send to all of you. It was in Vein Magazine. But Dr. Herbst, can you give us a brief overview of the panel discussion? And it really builds off a lot of things that we said last month. What would you say to your high school self? Pale ginger pear, you broke and touched all of our hearts last month. We ended up sharing that at the AVLS. And Dr. Herbst, take it away. I can just say um, it, it started with a little video and pale ginger pear was in there. And I didn't sleep well the night before. And I said, I'm going to cry. I know I'm going to cry when she comes on. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she comes on and I'm like, mm-hmm. so the, your words are just, and your emotion, um, Cara, was just, amazing and and beautiful and there were four panelists um, up there Um, we had um, Darren from NAMI, Dr. Soto from CVR, um, myself and Karen Ashworth and we uh, all talked about just different um, parts of mental health both from the from how do we help our patients and you know, basically, if you have a chronic disease, you have some sort of mental health issues because it's it's a new thing that's with you and that you you come to terms with in your own way. And it could be in a very healthy way. Um, but sometimes you don't even know that you have a mental health issue if you have a chronic disease. And those are are some of the people that I think providers need to be aware of and help them along their journey. So I talked a little bit about that. And we have a whole bunch of resources and Lymphopress made up a small little handout and you could just use your phone and and take a picture of the little square doohickey and you could get information on it and then um Darren from NAMI talked just kind of about a lot of a lot of resources and mm-hmm. also about providers that providers also have mental health issues and while while we were going through this there were people in the audience who were crying I mean, they were tearing up because they, because each one of us on the panel told a little bit about hard things that we we have gone through and mental health issues that we have, and we were all vulnerable and raw, and it was it was really um, emotional for everyone. And then um, Karen Ashforth talked about um, trauma and how trauma can actually affect your body, and she talked about some personal issues. And then Dr. Soto 
uh, talked a lot about kind, kind of an overview of everything. And it was, yeah. it was um, um, truly amazing. And there were a lot of people there at the breakfast at 7.15 in the morning. I have to say, I've been to many meetings at AVLS and it was the one that nobody left and nobody was checking their phone during the discussion. Yeah. I also want to applaud you and Karen Ashforth and Dr. Soto and Darren from the National Alliance on Mental Illness, who was there. I also shared my own experience of having gone through a really dark time last year and being honest about the emotional challenges of that. Everybody's vulnerability opened the door for everybody else to open up. It's what we do every month here at the Lipedema Patient Roundtable. And that's what it can be so healing just to hear you're not alone. I think you said something really poignant, Karen, which was Dr. Herbst, which was knowing that other people were hurting in the room made you feel less alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know, you think I'm going through this, I've, you know, a tough time and, you know, I'm not doing the best job and I'm kind of a loser and, you know, everyone does things better than me. And, you know, it's just so tough on me. And then you go talk to somebody else and they're going through something just as difficult, if not worse. And I was like, but I thought you were perfect. I thought you were perfect. And they say, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm having a really hard time too. So that was, that was really, I, I think it, I think we need to open up more to each other and talk about you know, just how things are such a struggle. I mean, working, we work, everyone works so hard, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and yet you have, you're, you're trying to balance your family life and, the, and your social life. And there's things that are really rough going on there. How do you do it all? And then you have to go to work and you're like, hi, or you say to your, you know, you, you have a clinical visit and you say, hi, how's it going? You know, and you have to let go of everything else to focus on that person which is actually a little gift in and of itself. But. Yeah, oh, it really is. And a lot of people in the audience are responding and saying, how could Dr. Karen Herbst ever think she's a loser? But it actually <laughs> helps to expose the internal critic in all of our minds. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. You know, this builds right into a post that Patty, you had in this past month about fear. And I think fear is, you know, something we all deal with. I feel like it's a bully. It's that bully voice in our head that says you're a loser or you're this or you're that or you're not enough or whatever. Let's talk about fear for a minute, everybody. And then we'll get into your questions that are posted in here. And we surely appreciate them. But Patty, let's talk fear. Yeah, so my thing kind of started, we went away for um, a long weekend and it was two years to the day that we had been in uh, Bar Harbor, Maine. And I had taken my shower and was getting ready and, you know, came downstairs and I was just in tears because I'd realized how much mobility I'd lost in two years while I'm still doing all the things that I've been doing. And it, I was just, I needed a moment to kind of just let it go. And the fear of what's next, like, you know, I'm doing everything that I'm doing, but I'm still losing that, some of that mobility. And it just kind of came into a discussion with one of my members where I was like, you know, but then I moved on, you know, and I talked with coach, I talked with my sister and, you know, we, we get to that point where we're like, all right, I can have these concerns and they can be validated, but if I live in that fear, I'm not going to move forward. I'm just going to be stuck there. And then the emotional and the depression and things like that can kind of seep in. So it's okay to have that. Just don't live there, you know, find ways to kind of move through that. And she kind of made a comment that, you know, um, sorry, <laughs> it's okay to hold space for what you've lost in mobility while still fighting like the lion that you are to keep and gain whatever you can. And it's kind of like that double-edged sword and, and how brilliant everybody in this community is to keep fighting, to keep trying new things, to stay on their self-care routines and to come to these things and talk and, and uplift each other. So that kind of was the whole 
impetus behind the posts. I love the conversation about fear because fearless living is a lie. We all deal with fear to think that we're going to leave. And fear is actually a good thing. It's the thing that tells you, gee, I put my hand on a stove. It's going to burn. Watch out for that. But I've often found for me that behind a fear is a lie that I'm believing. And I once came up with an acronym for lie, liar, liars, lethal invasive assaults on your soul. Fear is a liar, lethal invasive assaults on your soul. And they're false. They're lies primarily, but don't let them shrink you. Anybody else want to talk about fear and how it affects you in everyday life and with lipidema? Go ahead, Lippy Butterfly. I can't hear you, girl. You're on mute. You're muted, Lippy. And I'm sure it was really good up until then. There we go. Sorry about that. Um, I know fear affected my life tremendously. Um, fear is part of what caused me to become homebound. But I think that fear also is a natural part of losing your mobility. Um, I think that there's a lot of uh, diseases and afflictions that happen out there. But when you're talking about the not being able to get off of the ground or possibly hurting yourself, um, falling out of doorways, or I actually hurt myself just going to the bathroom, um, you know, it, it becomes terrifying to want to live life um, while you have those types of ailments. But what I learned along the journey is that you have to overcome that fear in order to fight this disease. Like there's absolutely no way to be able to become healthy and uh, be have a, a vibrant life if you continue to be stuck in the fear of what could happen um, when you hurt yourself. Like there's, there's possibilities, of course. Um, like I, I broke my ankle, um, a few years ago, but recovery is also possible. Rebounding is also possible. So allowing fear to stop you from living life is the worst thing that you can do for life. I feel like at this point, um, living in fear is the most close to death that I can get. Like that's the closest way that I can get on the path to going back to nursing homes, to not being able to be myself, to not being able to sing and possibly not being able to have life period. So we have to, as lipedema ladies, overcome that fear. I think that's beautiful and so well said, Lippy. Lies and fears often begin with two words. What if? What if, and then we think of the worst possible scenario, but what if we flip the script, everybody? What if we say, what if it's a success? What if I get better? What if I improve? What if, flip the what ifs. Anybody else want to say anything? By the way, Pale Ginger Pear, are you still in there, honey? Yeah. <laughs> Do you deal with fear? Because you seem like a fearless person, but I know everybody deals with fear. Oh, yeah. No, I am probably my worst critic. And I overthink everything. And like, there's like a line on this costume that bothers me and nobody else will ever know it, but it drives me insane. And I'm like, what if they notice it and be like, it doesn't look like the pants. Like that's how crazy I get sometimes with details so yeah no and even now after having surgeries and knowing that I put a lot of work into my body and my health and how I can move I still have this weird fear and like anxiety of meeting new people and having them like instantly judge me and my body and my size and in my head, I'm going, but I look a thousand times better than I did. Why am I still hung up on this? But it's almost like my mental image of myself hasn't caught up with the surgery results. Mm -hmm. Like when I still picture an outfit when I'm getting ready or I'm shopping, I picture how it looked 
for 30 some years on me and then I put it on and I'm like oh this looks completely different or I grab my old size still and go to put it on and I'm like why is this giant like it's just a huge mental thing still so yeah well I come off bold you know when I you shared a photo before tonight's show of what you were wearing and I showed it to the president of Lymphopress and he said (laughs) How did she do that? It's perfect. So if the president of Limpa Press had no problem with your costume, it's so funny. People are saying, what is Kara in? And is that what, this is not what a Limpa Press actually really looks like, but it's the closest darn thing you could get in a Halloween costume. And it's amazing. And if anybody out there wants to know more about Limpa Press, please shoot me an email. Be Viola at lymphopress.com. I would be glad to help you out. I've had so many gratifying conversations with people this past month who finally, I mean, after a few years of us walking and talking about it on the the round tables they're getting their lympho press this month and we're so excited for you Susie did you want to say something about fear I know you did even though you're dead please do share yeah I actually this has been my mantra has been courage 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 listen I had this epiphany Life is scary mm-hmm. and it is scarier when you have lipedema, but you know what? I know people that are going through so many other things and they don't have lipedema, but they're still having to face things that are frightening. But I was thinking mm-hmm. about it. I was thinking about like saying hello to somebody you think is cute, is scary. Taking mm-hmm. your, going to school your first day is scary taking a plunge and quitting that job that's toxic as can be mm-hmm. is scary. Telling that person in your life that's toxic that you're saying bye is scary. And I really, really realize that where greatness and extraordinary living comes from is acknowledging that it's scary. Like, here's the thing that I realized is you see these incredible athletes or these people with like, these amazing lives. And then if you read their story, you're like, holy crap, are you kidding me? You know, I have a candy company and I actually watched the story of uh, Milton Hershey and I was mind blown. The guy who created Hershey's was a 12 year old dropout kid. And, And what he overcame to do that was phenomenal. And he started with caramels, by the way, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, But the point being is like, I was like, wow, this kid had to confront so many fears in his Mm -hmm. life. And I remember when I had my surgeries, I was terrified. We flew all the way to Germany. Nobody was doing them here in the U.S. Do you remember this, Dr. Mm -hmm. And um, I really felt like a guinea pig, to be perfectly honest with you. And it was scary. And I will tell you something that's creepy, but I think it's important. So because I have Ehlers-Danlos and I didn't know that it was affecting my ability to have the local anesthetic. So I could feel a lot of what happened in all three of my surgeries, like, like a lot. And I thought to myself, this is terrible. But then I went, okay, it's only for an hour. And in some ways it's as bad as giving birth in other ways it's not. And like, I sorted myself out and just took a deep breath and I got through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this because I realize that this, go- this applies to every area of life. Asking mm-hmm. that boy out, um, telling that person that you love them, that you forgot to say, I love you too. Mending that fence that needs to be mended, getting that surgery that we really need. Like, all of those things that are so scary, that's part of the journey. We're not meant to be mediocre. We're meant to be extraordinary. Lipedema or not, that is the truth. And the only way we get there is by having courage. Look at Lippy Butterfly. Holy crap. I've literally been thinking about you on this 
like if everybody, so everybody here isn't brand new. Some of you guys are, and some of you guys have been around for a while. She was bedridden in a um, assisted living facility having to be cared for. And she got herself from that to, mm-hmm. to singing and, and, and actually inspiring other people and running the choir at her church and finding a man, a hot man. Like, this is like, all of these things took courage. And I remember, Angelique, I remember you crying when we asked you to sing. And I remember you being like, this, this is so scary to me. And us being like, sing. Mm-hmm. And then you made us cry because your voice is like a god, a goddess. And I don't mean that blasphemously. <laughs> but I just, I have to say that because there are so many scary things that happen. And it's the courage to go, okay. What if it goes okay? What if this next mm-hmm. step leads to something greater? Because it could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's it could. Okay. I'm so glad you said that, Susie. Yeah. And props to you, Angelique. We all we are all saying amen to what, what you just mm-hmm. said there. It is the word courage mm-hmm. is surrounded by the letters N courage meant. We don't all just automatically wake up and have courage. Sometimes we just need encouragement. And Susie, you just gave us a big old dose of that. So we appreciate that. There are some questions that came in from Patty's group. And we want to ask those questions. But Jenny, you had some insight about fake news. Well, you know, and it's interesting because there was a lymphedema conference, a virtual one where they had different subjects and they had a a physician's clinician's perspective and then they had a patient's perspective. And the gentleman uh, that was presenting on um, lipedema from the clinical perspective was talking about the statistics about social news and social media sites and information and that 40% of the medical information that's out on the web and the internet is actually been shown to be fake. And it's that reminder, I think, that whatever you're hearing, wherever you're hearing, you really need to look into it and do some research and see if it's right for you and your situation. Because I think so many times people hear something and they grab onto it and they just think, oh, if I just take this supplement, my lipedema is going to go away. They, they talk about it. Does it, does it help my lipedema? It may help your pain. It may help your veins. It may help this, you know, it, it's, um, but so many, so many sound bites are out there. Um, it was just a very interesting reminder to me. I'm so glad you said that. Another example of lies, exactly. invasive assaults on your soul. You read yeah. that stuff and it's like, it can blow your mind. So one of the questions from Patty's group, and thank you, Patty, for asking and bringing this to the table tonight. One was about constipation. It's been told, it's been said that it is common with lipedema. So we yield to our doctors. We yield to our medical professionals, Dr. Herbst or Linda Ancon. Any insights about constipation? Well, I like magnesium and magnesium citrate really does help with constipation. And then you need to have enough fiber, which is challenging if you're on the ketogenic diet, because a lot of the fiber that you're having from some of the vegetables and, um, and the, you know, the, the beans and lentils, you're not getting that fiber. So you've got to try and get a balance with salads, but magnesium citrate is really good. And you start off with 150 milligram, and then you can increase. Is it uniquely typified in the lipedema community? I'll let Dr. Karen Herbst talk, but I just have found, because I had that for 25 years. And so I did a whole... Wow colon cleansing for many years and I was telling Karen the other day that I think that's what helped me one of the things to stay in stage one really cleansing that colon but I do ask a lot of my patients and a huge number have 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 constipation wow anybody here at the round table can you say that you are also you deal with that okay Kara do you want to jump up and down because we you can't raise your hand <laughs> 
I just think, look at her I, cute little face in there. Seriously. I typically have the other issue because of all my stomach issues. So gotcha. <laughs> sometimes I wish it was the other way around. So a lot of um, a lot of women with lipedema have hypermobile joints and slow gastric emptying or slow gut motility is often associated with that. And from there, you can also develop a dysbiosis. So an overgrowth of not so good bacteria. And you can also get small intestinal bowel overgrowth, which can cause a lot of symptoms. As mm -hmm. um, we age, we can develop lactose intolerant intolerance. And, and I think it's really important to look at the try to make your gut as healthy as possible. And that includes eating the right foods. And sometimes it means eliminating foods and common things that women eliminate and find that their guts improve and that their weight goes down are, are wheat and dairy or gluten and dairy. And I say wheat because there's more than just gluten and wheat. There are also other antigens in wheat that can be harmful to the gut. And also as we age, we start digesting less well. And so taking enzymes is also helpful to help you digest your food. If you don't do well with fat, adding a little bit of, of bile in, in there as well. A, with a good probiotic, you cannot go wrong. And you want the probiotics that have the little numbers after them so that where they've actually looked at the strain and done research on the strain. So what blew me away at the conference was our representative from NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness said, you know, we often talk about our gut feelings, but did you realize, and you probably all did, but I was, my mind was blown that there are more neurotransmitters in your physical gut than there are in your brain. And that's why it's so important to take care of your gut. And when you have a gut feeling to go with it, I always thought it was just a spidey sense and a little woo woo, but there's way more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah, if you look at the uh, the cells that that support the nerves in the gut, they are identical to those in the brain, and they're actually directly attached. And then, if you have problems in your gut, you often have problems in your thyroid. If your gut doesn't feel well, your brain doesn't feel well. And this is the conversation. You can't separate physical health from mental health. They're so interconnected. Go ahead, Linda Ann. We have the vagus nerve, which is in the gut, and that connects up. And that's where I had a gut feeling or I could feel it in my gut. Um, so that's really important. And 70% of your immune system is created in the gut and your serotonin and dopamine neurotransmitters are produced in the gut. And that if you don't have mast cell activation, it's good to have fermented foods. But if you do have mast cell activation, you can't have those. So... Everybody in chat was already all over this. They knew it. I'm late to the party, but I, I always learn so much at these roundtables every month. And by the way, I want to thank you, Nita Cluis, for raising the issue about closed captioning. We did activate the ability for users and attendees to see closed captioning. I hope it's working. Please let me know after the fact, because that was really spot on, Nita. Thank you. Mwah. Love you. Speaking of the vagus nerve. Linda Ann, there was a part of the conference that you really wanted to also share with everybody. Yes, but it's not about the vagus nerve, but that's another story. Well, I guess it is. That's okay. about, I had the opportunity to speak to Dr. Amata, Dr. Alexander Amata in depth. I had I met him at the FDRS and he presented at the AVLS. Someone asked what the AVLS is. It's the American Venus and Lymphatic Society. Thank goodness they've now recognized that the lymphatic system is important. And now there's sections on lymphedema and lipedema to educate the physicians, the vascular surgeons. Um, Dr. Amata, his program, he is a surgeon and he does do surgery, but that's his second thing to do. He works with patients. He looks at their food sensitivities first. He'll cut those out for six weeks. If there's emotional problems or overeating, he does give medication. I didn't ask him what they were because it's different, you know, in, in his, he's from Brazil. 
He'll give them medications after six weeks. He says, and he puts them on an anti-inflammatory diet and avoiding the triggers of the food sensitivities. Then he says, you've got rid of the inflammation. Then he puts them and he does supplements. He likes um, hesperidin, the bioflavonoids. He likes, what is the other one? Quercetin. Then after that, he goes on to a ketogenic diet. And he says he does it because it helps the woman. Now they've seen success. And then he says, okay, look, we've got this success. Now we're going to do try something else. Then after all of that, and we've seen before and after pictures that were amazing. If they were amazing. It, then he will do surgery. This is the way to go. I've been preaching about nutrition all the time. But even if you do have surgery, you still want to prepare for the surgery. And I also tell all my patients, you're having surgery. It's wonderful. It's going to do amazing things. But you still are going to have lipedema. So you still have to observe proper diet and exercise. So that's my speech for tonight. Wow. Well, thank you. I, I was a little and well said. And those before and after photos were amazing. We hope to maybe do a webinar with that PowerPoint, which was awesome. It's so funny. I got distracted because Tracy Lane wanted me to, uh, her daughter is going to be a pirate for Halloween and she wanted me to stand up. I'm not wearing pants, Tracy, so I can't. <laughs> Sorry, that's not happening. This is a family program, but oh well. Full disclosure. Let's go to some questions. Mood change immediately. Amanda Hadaway, Dr. Herbst, do you still recommend the supplement serapeptase or no? I've been taking it, but I'm not sure if it's helping or not. Should we see or feel a difference? I do recommend uh, natokinase, serapeptase, lumbrokinase, which I learned from Linda Ann. And the goal of those enzymes is to break up the, the gooey, sugary gel substance in between the cells to improve flow, also to break down fibrotic tissue. If your tissue is not softening while you're taking the enzyme, then you um, it's either not working for you, or you may not even be absorbing it very well. And you might want to switch to a different enzyme or just stop it altogether. Excellent. Thank you so I much. You, have to be, you must take it about 45 minutes away from food. So if you are taking it with food, it's going to digest your food and not have the fibrolytic effect that we want. Thanks for adding that, Linda Ann. Angie Hampton, Dr. Herbst, is the fat from a lipoma, lipoma the same as lipedema fat? It sure looks the same, she says. Uh, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I can say that there's a lot of fibrotic tissue in lipomas and there's a lot of, uh, necrotic fat cells in lipomas, both similar to lipedema. It's just that there are all different kinds of lipomas. So it's kind of hard to exactly say which lipoma. So for example, if somebody has a lot of inflammation in their body and, and it's, being represented in their fat tissue, their fat tissue will lump together and it will feel like a lipoma. And when you try and ultrasound it, you can see it, but you can't really define the edges very well. Whereas somebody else with a, a different kind of lipoma, you can really see the edges. You can really see the thin, even if it's just a thin capsule. And then in others, they have a very thick capsule and they may have a lot of blood vessels in it. So it may be an angiolipoma. So, mm. you know, it, it, lipomas are not as simple as, as we think they are. And, you know, some people say I have really large lipomas, but when you try to go look at it by ultrasound, yes, you can feel it. Yes, there's a, a big pad of tissue. And, and we, it looks like a lipoma, but really it's a big pad of tissue and it may have gotten there because of poor flow um, in that area of the body. And the fat just, you know, got clumped and, and grew and became fibrotic. So it's really, it's, it's complicated. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, uh, I don't know what this is. I don't know what to call this. Right. You know, so we're still learning. Wow. Yeah. Excellent question. Thank you for raising it. I want to go to another question from Patty Cornut's group. And with it came a confession from Patty, since I made 
quite a confession tonight about my outfit. Let's go to another person's confession. And PGP, we're going to call on you because we don't want you falling asleep in there. So Patty says, has anyone found an effective way to deal with cravings? Patty says she succumbs to popcorn or rice cake binges from time to time, and she gets annoyed with herself cravings. That was one of my members. Oh, okay. So then it wasn't a confession from you. Oh, I'm sorry. Listen, when I have cravings, that's not rice cakes. I know. It's those <laughs> little chocolate ice cream things from Trader Joe's. And I just, they just pop right in my mouth and it's crazy. Um, cravings. Linda Ann, is there anything supplements, supplements that can help to ward off cravings or anybody want to jump in? And PGP, do you have cravings? Um, no, I hate most food. Like I am very annoying to try to plan a date for, I'm being told because I don't like anything. And the few things I do like are typically not gluten-free when they're made out in public. So food does nothing for me. I, the only time I remember cravings was when I was pregnant with Riley. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I have to say, if you have any cravings and you're wearing that outfit, you're not going to do much. So I think we should all get, we should all get a lymph pounce outfit for Halloween. Nita Clues mentioned cravings and hormones and the connection there. Anything, anybody else want to add to this conversation about cravings? You know, go ahead, Dr. Herbs. I was just going to say topiramate has been used um, to reduce mm. cravings. Amphetamines such as phentermine have been used to reduce cravings. Do we all want to be taking medications? No. So my feeling is if you're craving sugar, it could be that you have some insulin resistance because your body produces a lot of insulin, your sugar goes way down, and then your cells are like, I need sugar. And then you start craving sugar and then you eat sugar and then your insulin goes up and, and the cycle continues. So I think when you're craving things, I would just kind of think about what did you eat earlier in the day? What time of the day is it for you? Could this be um, insulin resistance? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, dill pickle, someone said. Go ahead, Patty. If, do cravings have a relation to memories and trauma or anything mm. like that? That's a really good question. I wish Karen Ashforth uh, were here, but I, I would say yes. I would definitely say yes. And does anyone have anyone ever like you, you're sitting there and all of a sudden you're like mm, maple syrup, like you taste maple syrup, you think maple syrup and it goes away and it's gone. But, you know, so I, I would think that that's part of your brain that just got activated, you know, for, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But I think we, we comfort eat too. So mm -hmm. our appetites may not be super high, but, and I know like I eat when I'm tired. So there's all these different reasons why you would want to activate your limbic system, mm -hmm. which is your pleasure center of your brain. Yeah. Lots of chat about that. We appreciate yeah. everybody. Chatters, we love you. We appreciate you. You add to the conversation in beautiful ways. Thank you so much for showing up tonight. It's awesome. Can you believe we're running into the last 12 minutes of the hour? It's crazy. Um, Amanda Hadaway wants to know, Dr. Herbst, with hormonal changes affecting lipedema, is it perimenopause, those years leading up to menopause, or is it postmenopause that can cause the progression of the lipedema, or is it different for everybody? I all the above. So when you when a woman enters menopause, she can do so in three plus ways. Either your um, hormones just dribble out slowly over time, they take a major deep dive and are gone, or they actually go up. So your estrogen levels can, can actually rise. And it's though in those women that I think they probably have an exacerbation of their lipedema with the higher estrogen levels. And if you want to look that up, it's the SWAN study, SWA. Oh, thank you. But when you Excellent. hit... Yeah. So, you know, we're, Linda Ann talked about inflammation. One of the big themes at the AVLS conference this year was inflammation, reducing inflammation down as much as possible for all kinds of vascular disease, including lipedema. And when a woman enters menopause, she becomes more insulin resistant. She becomes more inflamed. And so it's just another player 
that's driving lipedema tissue growth that you have to fight against. Mm. Someone had mentioned in chat an upcoming conference, the Heart to Heart hosted by Lipedema Simplified. Lympha Press is a sponsor and Patty Cornute, you're a speaker, aren't you? Yes, I am. Sorry, I thought I was muted. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm part of the pioneer panel that's going to go on on Sunday, and I'm really looking forward to it. Nola from Australia is going to be there, and Sarah from the USA group, and a bunch of other people that it's just going to be a nice gathering of patients who've been kind of doing this for quite a while. Well, we love any chance we get to hear you speak and for the community to be encouraged and uplifted. So Barbara Rendell, I, I don't think I've heard your name before. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's so nice to see your name in the chat and in the questions. She says my A1C 6.0 glucose and bun creatinine. Really, Brenda? Really? You all, you all are reading it for me. Is on the rise post lipidema surgery in June. She's also celiac. What is going on? And what should I do? Is this something that we can even broach because we don't offer medical advice here at the round table, but it is a question that could it be generically answered? I, I would say you would wanna go get all of your labs looked at by a medical provider. Cause um, yeah, I mean, I, a rising BUN to creatinine ratio, you worry about dehydration, but you just worry that something's going on in the kidney. And then an increasing hemoglobin A1C suggests inflammation. And that's not that's not good. That will make your lipedema and or other fat grow back. And you need to get that inflammation under control. Good. Has anybody found a way to deal with high blood pressure without medicine? How about a panel? Go ahead, Linda Ann. Okay, so there's a supplement called L-arginine. And we, we recommend it for lipedema patients because it helps with nitric oxide and the leaky vessels, but it actually helps with blood pressure regulation. So if you are on blood pressure medication, I'm not telling you to stop doing that, but L-arginine does help. I go to an integrative cardiologist and my blood pressure had gone up a little bit and it was very unusual for me. And so we upped the L-arginine. I was already taking it and she told me to take it and it worked. And so wow. I take it twice a day. And Holly Hope says it did the same for her too. I'm going to have to take a photo here of all this. Because you're just all so gorgeous tonight. How much fun. You know, when we did this panel about mental health, we didn't want to just raise a problem without offering resources. And if you do feel like you need a little more support beyond our roundtables and your friends and all that, there are amazing resources that the National Alliance for Mental Illness have uh, compiled and live on the Lympha Press website. We have a portal for clinicians facing mental challenges and for patients facing mental challenges associated with chronic illnesses. Please visit the website. There's stuff there that maybe can help, maybe can enlighten you. It, it's no shame to say, I'm struggling. Let's remove that stigma. And let's make it okay to not be okay and to link arms and get through it together. Just like everybody in chat is saying, we survived menopause. There's a lot of that chat going on there tonight. Yeah. All right. So we are running out of time and I want to give everybody a chance to leave some gems of wisdom. And if anybody wants anything in chat, go for it. But I'm going to go with you, Susie, because you always have a drop the mic moment in every round table. My parting words, courage, just be courageous. And if it scares you, do it anyway. The worst that could happen is you could be awkward or maybe it doesn't go right, but the best that could happen is the best that could happen. So, and you're not gonna know unless you do it, even if it's scary. That's all I wanna say, because you guys are the most courageous. We deal with pain every day, we rock. Yeah. Courage, great word. Jenny Bojean. 
Yeah, well, you know, it was interesting because um, in thinking about fear, Susie, you kind of were taking the words out of my mouth. Um, today, one of the people from Patty's group who has started her own Facebook page, Karen Feldman, actually survived a little earthquake today in Nepal, in Nepal where she lives. And she wrote about fear being beyond our Please control sometimes. Okay. And that, and I loved this. And I remember it from her little posting today. You need to walk into the center of your fear. And you think about the people who stay home and don't go out or won't wear the shorts or whatever, because they're worried about what people are thinking about them. You know, so fear, anxiety, worry, it all bundles in. But the reality is just walk into it nobody really cares what you're wearing, for instance. But um, yeah, and her fear on earthquakes comes from the fact that she was in Nepal when there was the big earthquake. So oh. today was a small one, but she still had to embrace and deal with it and move right through the center. And that wow. spoke to me about how I like to try to deal with things that I'm afraid of, just go into it. That's such good advice. I am listening. I am taking notes too, because, you know, we all face fear. Patty, what would you say to everybody? I would definitely say to help with that, to look at things that bring you joy, whether it's making art or singing or playing an instrument or feeling strong, lifting weights or whatever it is, do it for a little bit and see if that doesn't help build you up and through that because for me going to lift something heavy really goes a long way for making me feel strong you know that and you know what and when you do that you make all of us feel stronger too and inspire <laughs> us so thank you patty we love the circus that you are the ringmaster for lippy butterfly Um, one thing that my mom told me uh, a lot during this journey of having lipedema was that God gave us tears for our healing and that it is okay to cry. Um, sometimes it is okay to that release out. Um, it's so common to want to put on that strong face and want to be happy and brave through everything. But sometimes the bravest thing that you can do is go ahead and allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to feel that healing. But mom also said to not stay right there. You allow yourself to cry, but you also pick yourself up, you move forward, and you brave this crazy messed up world. So allow yourself to cry, but move on. So with my skull cup, I'm toasting mama. We toast the lippy butterflies mama tonight good words of wisdom. We know that you are with us with every round table. And I know you're in there, Kara. <laughs> Any last words of wisdom for everyone from your lympha outfit? Uh, yes, as we are getting into the season change from nice summer to gloomy fall, but even gloomier wet, like winter weather, um, use that change to change up your routine so you don't get stuck in a rut and get like depressed with it, whether that's just changing up the order you do your self-care in or the room you do it in, anything that just breaks up the like, I've been doing this forever, I don't want to be doing this, that can add or be like multiplied with the gloomy weather um, will help. Excellent advice. And you know, I, I even though I love your outfit, I I missed seeing your face. Although, can you come, can you come closer to the camera just for the clothes yeah. in here so we can see a little bit in there? Linda Ann, parting words while PGP comes up to the camera. Well, I just want to say that we all feel vulnerable and sad at different times. But if you just listen to all these amazing women on this panel, each and every one of them are an example of what to do and how to be courageous and drop fear and move forward and hide ginger beer, ginger beer and just be inspired by all these lovely yes. people person there in the little lympha press. <laughs> yes, absolutely. she's adorable in there. Good words, Linda. Last words, Dr. Karen Herps, take us away. I, I just want to say that 
you know, coming fresh off the AVLS, that there was some groundbreaking um, new theories on lipedema that will be coming out hopefully this year or next year. So there is hope that we will get new insight and possible, possibly new ways to treat it. And then um, Dr. Manuel Cornelly came from Germany and they have an app now that uh, providers can use to follow women with lipedema before and after treatments of any kind. And so, and, and, and they will actually process the data for you and then compare it to data from um, different countries around the world. So lots of exciting, good stuff to be hopeful for. Advances, advances, advances. And we are so proud that Dr. Karen Herbst is the chief medical officer for Lympha Press in parting, don't let the lies win. Go walk into your fears, be encouraged. Courage comes from encouragement. So know that we encourage you tonight. It's been a joy to spend the evening with you and happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, don't forget to wear your pants. Have a great holiday. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Lipedema Patient Roundtable podcast. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lipedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram IGTV at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphapress.com.